wish to die, please raise their hands. Okay, Eddie, we're ready to go in three, two, one, action, baby. Hello. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Not Miz and Chill. <laughs> where's, where's Eddie? Who's this guy? Um, Eddie can't make it today. He had a little um, incident. Uh, with what? With a poltergeist. Oh, that's very on brand. Yeah, so... <laughs> Are we going to recreate that photo later? What photo? With a girl floating. Oh, we have to. The Should we do it? Yeah, 100%. Okay, we're going to do it. I don't it. know what we're talking about. There's like a... You'll see it later. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about TikTok. Go ahead and talk about TikTok. <sighs> Guys, it's been a, it's, it's, it's been a hell <laughs> of a couple weeks. So excuse Truly. us if we're not all there. Um, but when are we ever? That you is know? so true. Anyway, welcome back. To Nightmares. And chill. Nightmares and Chill is a podcast where we bring one iconic horror movie and one true crime story and, and we, we bring, bring them, them together. together. Now it's so easy. Fuck yeah. Look at us. Professional. Profesh. You guys can follow us all over the interwebs at Nightmares and Chill on Instagram, Nightmares Chill on Twitter. If you have any questions, concerns, if you want to reach out to sponsor us, maybe if there is a true crime or a movie that you would just love to hear me and Jen cover, don't hesitate to and let us know. Email us at nightmaresandchill at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow me all over at Disney Daddy. And you can follow me on Instagram at Jennifer X Proles. Hell yeah. And that is enough of the business. Yes, that's enough plug in. One of my favorite podcasts always says that True Crime Garage. True Crime Garage? Ow. <laughs> okay, cool. Caitlin will get that. We're just promoting another True Crime Garage. They're, listen, they're always like number two, number three in the charts. Yeah, they don't that's need That's a joke. <laughs> I mean, we'll take any. But they did follow me on Instagram, <gasps> and that day I lost my shit. Have you tweeted or followed? at them with our <laughs> podcast i thought about no, it's it kind of tacky yeah, yeah i just i didn't want to be like hey guys you kind of like, yeah even like maybe want to do this kind of like famous people that i'm friends with i'm always like oh, part of me wants to be like yeah hey, you should check this out i know i'll pay you a hundred dollars to put this because they're story. like <laughs> absolutely because they're kind of the reason why i wanted to yeah, do this of course. they're like the main podcast that kind of like but i don't know i feel kind of lame yeah like, for sure check me out yeah, like well, they're probably like okay oh, yeah we get this 20 times a day. yeah you and everybody else anywho so eddie tonight oh no we are covering i think a topic a person near and dear to both of our hearts absolutely miss Brittany murphy miss Brittany murphy yes yeah this is um this is gonna be an interesting episode it's gonna be um i, th- I think a first for nightmares and chill structure wise Yes, um, it's a little different. Yeah, this was actually the first time we came up with an episode where we thought of the true crime first mm-hmm. and then had to find a movie afterwards. Usually um, flipped around, we usually come up with a movie and then Jen thinks of like or finds the perfect true crime to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we bo- tried my best. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, you've succeeded so far. Thank you. But w- this time we both uh, with the newest 
Brittany Murphy documentary that just came out. Yeah, on, there's a lot of but, potential. But on one, this right one now. just came out on uh, ID. ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. I recommend it. I watched it for obviously for research yes. purposes, but it's like it's really good. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear about it. I know it's it's about like it follows like the theories that her dad has come up with, right? Yes, they interview her dad. A lot of background on her, not that much about her career because everyone, everyone, yeah, we pretty we much know knows. Who we know who, is. yeah. Um, they focus a lot on her husband. Obviously, yeah. we'll get into that later. Her mother, but it was very eye opening. Yeah. It's it's I recommend it. It's very good. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So definitely, uh, a subject that is, you know, just the first time that we've actually. I mean, not that each. Every episode that we've done, you know, is not like a hard subject to cover because these right. are real people and these are right. real lives. But this is the first time like this is a celebrity that we've covered. Yes. And it, I don't know for you doing research. I, kinda, I don't know. It felt like it felt different this yeah, time. 100 percent. Obviously, I didn't know her personally, Mm-mm. but I grew up watching exactly. her. And yeah, yeah and it's I kind of emotional. It was weird. It, yeah, it was it was very weird. And I've going through her films. I've seen almost all of them. Yeah, same. Um, I was surprised by how much of her catalog that yeah. I've been like, oh my God, I've seen literally all of this. Yeah. So we definitely grew up watching Brittany Murphy. And I think what kind of hit me too is like when she died, she was close to my age. Yeah. So 32, right? She was 32. Some people say 30, some say 32. No. But I did the math on the year she was born. She was 32. But in the ID episode, they say 30 and they'll say 32. Oh, weird. But according to the math, she was 32. Oh, that is... We'll get into that. But yeah, it was very weird. But either way, like, I'll be 30 next month, so I'm not too far from that. Yeah. So just think if I dropped dead now, what would you... And I'm I'm healthy. Like, how would you react to that? You know? I would 100% be like, my boyfriend did it. Oh. (laughs) Well, it's... (laughs) We don't need to go there. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so we're going to discuss, you know, Brittany Murphy's. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to do a timeline mm-hmm. of her whole life from birth um, till death. And then, Eddie, what are you covering afterwards? Lord Jesus. I love Brittany Murphy. Girl has done some killer movies. She really has. Clueless. Iconic. One of, one of my favorite movies of Absolutely. all time. Uptown Girls. My brother watch clueless this like tattooed like kind of mm-hmm. quiet hard dude he said have you seen clueless i said yeah of course that shit's hard i said that shit is hard my <laughs> sisters growing up that was their favorite movie mm-hmm. they, and this was before i mean my sisters you know not to you know come for their age but they're a little older they from the mm-hmm. generation before like that's okay you know my sister had like the cell phones you know like Cute. you know they Good saw clueless in theaters oh, and they would imagine. when the movie came out they rented it and watched it so many times. They like rewrote the entire script on paper. Oh my yeah. god, and so, that's yeah. Cute. And they had like a notebook, like with the full like Clueless script. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So we are not <laughs> covering Clueless. God, do I wish we were. Could you imagine? <laughs> we are covering 2009's iconic, forgotten gem, straight to DVD horror movie deadline um i won't get into much now because there's a lot but there's a whole controversy with this movie and we will get into it but as of now we will you know just it's it's you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. also um you know i just want to say that since we've recorded last a lot of things have been happening um in the media and um and then before we uh get deep dive into this episode we just want to make it known and make it clear that 
Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of stuff going on. I know that a lot of you guys listen to this podcast as an escape. Um, we try to keep it as light as possible on this podcast. Um, ironically, because we cover a lot of true crime, yeah, a lot of dark some stuff. Some dark topics, yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot is going on and it would be really ignorant to not bring light to the subject. So, you know, uh, this is... Not to bring it make a make it a downer yeah, yeah exactly. we don't want to ignore it yeah exactly yeah. so 100 percent black lives matter um in my instagram profile i have a link to a bunch to a website that has um a bunch of petitions that you can sign um and it has uh information for everything that's going on that uh, relays it a lot more eloquently than i can ever um do so so yeah okay Let's get into the episode because, girl, there's a lot to cover. There is a lot. Um, oh, my God. This is the most research I've ever, ever done for an episode. Oh, this man. was crazy. This was a lot. I mean, um, there's so much. Like, how do you even begin? Yeah, yeah to cover someone's... I was like, yeah, it's already Murphy. It's fine. But to cover someone's whole life... Yeah. Girl. No. Mm-mm. But hopefully I did her justice. Yes. I tried my best. I don't know. It was weird. I felt like I was, like, covering a friend's death. <laughs> like, I wanted to... Well, we, Maybe it's because we, we both have really, her. I think we both really have big eyes. So I want to make sure our big eyed oh, sister is represented yes, absolutely. well. You know, I feel her pain. Just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> no, but I don't know. No, seriously. I, I just wanted to do, do this yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Do it just. Not that anyone in her family will ever hear this, but you know, who knows? <laughs> or that she will hear this. Oh my. What if tonight lights are flickering and shit? I would not be And like surprised. Clueless pops on the TV. I'd be like, damn. And Caitlin's over here just saying, rolling with the homies randomly I'd be like, it's stuff. either like, Brittany Murphy or it's a gay ass ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to get into Let's it? Let's get into it. Okay, so this is the story of Brittany Murphy. Wow. There we there go. There we go. <laughs> okay. So Brittany Murphy, she was born Brittany Ann Bertolotti. She oh. was born. She was born. <laughs> I'm completely shook. <laughs> I had. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, hold on, I need a minute. I know. Brittany Ann Bertolotti. Bertolotti. Oh, that's a lot of information to cover mm-hmm. right now. Brittany Ann Bertolotti. Mm-hmm. She was born November 10th, 1977 in Atlanta, Georgia. Her parents are Sharon Murphy, who comes up a lot in this story later on. Buckle up, ladies. And her father, Angelo Bertolotti. Yes, ma'am. Her father had a mob background, which led him to meeting Sharon after asking her to work in one of his uh, nightclubs. Her father was in and out of jail, causing a strain on their marriage. Love that. No, Eddie, no. Strains are bad. Oh. Oh. Her parents divorced when she was two, and um, Brittany. Okay, I read some reports saying she cut ties with her father, but there's pictures of them together when she was like in her teens. So I don't know if she really cut ties, but I think her mom just raised her. Okay, primarily, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, took her mother's last name Murphy. That's why we know her as Brittany Murphy. Love that. Hmm. Brittany and her mother were very close. Um, they called each other soulmates. Hmm. They were described as being more like best friends rather than mother and daughter. Love that, like us. So super, yeah. It's just like how we describe ourselves as mother and son, and not best rather than best friends. Mm -hmm. You are very correct, son. Oh, just came out. Oh my god! I was like, (laughs) was that weird? Here. (laughs) Okay, so 
Brittany grew up mostly raised by her mother, like I said, in Edison, New Jersey. This is where her acting skills were born. Ooh, a star a was star born in Edison, born. New Jersey. She was. She started out like many other actors do in theater. Is that true or is that not true? That's one hundred percent true. Okay, I put it in there. I was like, "Fuck." No, it is one hundred percent true. Okay. You are doing the most at the high school. Okay. Thinking that you gonna get us talent. You, she, you get signed after your high school play of To Kill a Mockingbird. I, or a whor- little horse shop. What's it called? That? Little shop of horrors. <laughs> what did I say? Little horse Little horse shop. shop. <laughs> That's right. Little horse shop. Little horse shop. Okay. You did shows in high school. Oh, I oh, you saw. saw me my freshman and year. And Little we were, Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. We were not friends. I didn't know Eddie in no, high school. I was a freshman. She was a senior. Can mm-hmm. I make it any more obvious? We were in love. <laughs> My first concert. Avril Lavigne was your first yeah. concert? At the Long Beach Arena. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. I had a little tie on and everything. Okay. Make sure that is not one of your um, questions. Security, security questions. Because now. You're right. Now 67 people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Okay. Back to Brittany Murphy. Oh, sorry, she starred in local productions of Really Rosie and my favorite, Less Miserables, at the age of nine. Oh, no. Do you know who she played in Less Miserables? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm assuming Cosette. Young Cosette. Mm -hmm. In Less Miserables. We love Miserable. Okay. (laughs) Brittany grew to love acting and her mother saw that her daughter had found her passion, which if you find your passion, good for you. Because mine is... She lost. We can't find her. Do you know yours? Mine is acting, but I mean... (laughs) In Less Miserables? I would love to be in Les Mis. But, um, you know, in, sometimes passions what? don't. How did you pronounce that? Oh, I'm so sorry. L- less, less, miss. How do you really say it? Les miserables. Fuck, he French. She went to Paris once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So to further along her daughter's career and help her daughter reach her dreams of being a famous actress, Sharon Murphy sold everything, packed their bags and moved to Burbank, California. This is so crazy to me that like, because you hear so many stories of like, celebrities like real like oscar winners yeah who like told their parents hey i want to be an actor i want to do and this acting the thing. parents drop everything and like mm-hmm. move to la like mm-hmm. that takes a lot of trust a lot Hell of faith yeah. a lot of commitment i i mean i always wanted to be an actor and like we went to we did a lot of you know my parents i mean we i grew up in la so it wasn't right. like much to right do so but i really don't know if my parents would have dropped everything and been like let's move yeah. to california like that's so crazy to me but good for her yeah. i mean it it's out. a cutthroat business i it's it's a big gamble Mm-mm. i can't talk about it i'll break into hives it's okay I, I get it eddie okay so here is where britney's career took off in the year 1991 britney started gaining more roles that would bring attention to the young starlet her first role was in 1991 when i was one years old how old were you eddie oh not even I here was yet not born she was a little fetus where she you, oh no <laughs> where she played frank's sister in a tv show called murphy brown okay that same year she started in a tv show called drexel's class which she was on for 18 episodes wow. she played brenda drexel then in 1993 she starred as ty frazier in the classic iconic game changing fantastic movie 10 out of 10 Clueless. Clueless. A little movie called Clueless. You heard of it? A movie called Clueless. Clueless. If you haven't seen it, I'm. 
Eric, have you seen Clueless? <gasps> Shut the oh fuck my up. God. You know, this is the Caitlin, first. Caitlin, have you seen Clueless? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was a dumb question. This is the first time I think like a movie that you haven't seen has hurt me. I'm a little. It is so. Should we just good. go? You don't. No, no. Let's stop everything and just watch Clueless and then we'll come back. And okay. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Clueless. Um, this movie skyrocketed her the young actress's career. You this movie pretty much put her on the map. Drive. That's that was that way was, harsh. Ty. What? That was way harsh, Ty. Oh, okay. He's fucking reacting. Okay, my f- sorry. He's a monologue going on over here. I can sorry. literally recite the whole movie. Oh, we know. Let's start. Okay. Opens up Beverly Hills house. Cher is in her room picking out a first day outfit. We have a podcast okay, to record. Sorry. Okay, it's fine. Anyways. Good night. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I got possessed by Shay Horowitz. Okay. She had guest starring roles on Sister, Sister. Who's Tia? Who's Tamara? That's such a good question. Who's the smart one? I'm fucking Tia. Is she the smart one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she gets him out of jams all the time. Interesting. <laughs> I guess Tamara was like. She's she's the funny personality. I'm got personality. You do, girl. That's a damn lie. Mm, people would bet. I'm the mom <laughs> of this fret and sister sister. Oh, Jackie. I, I was like, what? Jackie is everything. I'm probably the dad. Like, get to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Eric the, is Roger. Go home, uh, Roger. Oh, okay. Kidding. We need you. Please don't. Ever so leave. she was on Sister Sister and Boy Meets World. Oh my God. I'm Topanga. One hundred. You are not Topanga. One hundred percent. I am Topanga. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. She started in other very popular and successful movies like Girl Interrupted. Oh. Love that. That was, oh, that, that was, that movie, that was, I think, one of the first movies that I ever saw. We got a list to go through. So okay. Well, it was forward. the first movie I ever saw, like, Suicide In. Oh, I know. And I was like, oh, shit, you can do I that. I know. <laughs> you can just end it all like that? That's an option? I'm going to okay. say that So, it Girl Interrupted. <laughs> Sin City, mm-hmm. don't say Another a word. Remember that? Oh, never tell. Mm-hmm, bitch, mm-hmm. that was spooky. That was spooky don't say a word. Happy Feet. Eight. She was a happy feet. Yeah, she was a voice of a little penguin. I would assume so. That comes up later. We'll talk about it. What? Happy Feet, Eight Mile, Uptown uh, she Girl. She dated Eminem. That's also in here, but you oh, ruined it. So did you want to just by yourself? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hold up, guys. I, I can do this. So she dated Eminem and then she dated Ashton Kutcher. Like, it was crazy. Okay. Eight Mile, like Eddie said, she dated Eminem, Uptown Girl, and what if my favorite film, as well as Eddie's, Dead Girl. Dead Girl. We is love that movie. Tony Collette, mm-hmm. bitch. Again, Eric, Little Miss Sunshiners. Oh, yeah. Tune in soon for mm-hmm. the first episode of that. And she was also the voice of the iconic Luann Platter on King of the Hill. Oh, man. We, we're bringing it full circle. <sighs> and she did that show from 1997 to 2000. I'm kind of upset you didn't bring up one of my favorite movies. Here we go. The Ramen Girl. No, 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 no. Little Black Book. Oh, that's oh, that is one of my favorite I movies. Um, What's it called? We got married. Why did we get married? Just married. Just married with Ashton Kutcher. Where she met Ashton Kutcher. I used to rent that movie all the time. And then, because I don't know, I don't know why we didn't just buy it. But I used to rent it all the time. And I always quote when her friend punches that guy in the balls and she goes, you know why. Anybody? No? Can I move on? Are we good? You know what? No, you cannot move on. I'm still on Just Married. 
That's a great movie. She was great in that. She looks so beautiful. Okay. She's a very beautiful girl. She's she's precious. gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready to, I'm ready to move on. Okay. Brittany Murphy also dived into the world of singing, like myself. Oh, I was hoping you would bring this up, girl. <laughs> you, okay. I know you're not going to talk about her iconic song. Yeah. Please tell us. A faster kill pussycat. Faster kill pussycat, bitch. Wait, well, okay. Let this me... is a pre-turn up song. Okay, I don't think I'm needed for this episode. <laughs> you really are not because I'm so excited. Okay, my titties got hard. So like, <laughs> they okay. really did. So like I said, Britney dive dive into the world of singing. She was quoted as saying, "My singing voice isn't like my talking voice. I've just kept it a secret. I never." have taken credit because I wanted to learn how to work behind the microphone in a recording studio. Okay, Jen. And some, right? And some singers don't even know that it was me recording on their albums. Well, we, Isn't that wild? That's crazy. I try to find who, but it's, it's, it's a secret. Because I could not. Yeah. Great. So Britney can be heard singing on the song Faster Kill Pussycat, which is described as a trance rock song. This song was featured on an episode of The O.C. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't Murphy's singing debut. Mm-mm. She had been secretly featured on a backup as a backup singer on hip hop and R and B records, and in the movie Happy Feet, mm. she sang "Somebody to Love" mm-hmm. by Queen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, <laughs> we good? I just I, mm-hmm. did I do that singing part justice? You for did, you? thank okay. you. You're Eric, welcome. play a little bit of her song, and oh, we don't need that copyright. <laughs> oh yeah, I forget. That's like yeah. A thing. I'll just so, sing it. Go ahead. Just kidding. Go. No, no, no. I don't, I don't know the words. <laughs> I just know when they come on, I'm like, that's Brittany Murphy. <laughs> There's a music video for it oh, and there everything. Oh, is. It's very 2000s, the video. Yes. It, it, so, it dates itself. Yes. Along with being famous for her roles in film, Brittany was also gaining media attention for her romantic relationships. Eddie already mentioned this, but I'm going to go over it again Sorry, because no. it's okay. You're excited. A little trigger happy. Her most notable was her relationship with Ashton Kutcher in 2002. Mm-hmm. She became engaged to Jeffrey Kowinitz oh, goddamn names, in January 2004. He was, I forgot. They broke off in December. I think he was a writer for a movie. She then became engaged to a PA that worked on her movie, Little Black Book, named Joe Macaluso in December 2005. They broke up in August of 2006. Then, in 2007. Oh, no. She reconnected with her future husband, Simon Monjack, who she met when she was 17. They kept in touch throughout her whole life. She called him while filming The Ramen Girl in Tokyo to tell him how much she liked the script that he just wrote. They agreed to meet in L.A. when she returned. This motherfucker. Simon was a British writer and director. They secretly got married in 2007 at their L.A. home where... Her mother also lived with them. So three of them shared this big ass mansion in the Hollywood Hills. Yep. $3.9 million house. Oh, he did his research. Girl, yes. no Brittany Murphy. So for the ceremony, they had a close family and friends present. It was very small. It was quick. It was a secret. His mom found out they were married through the media. So he didn't really tell anybody they were going to get married. This was Simon's third marriage and Brittany's first. Brittany told MTV, the easiest decision I ever made in my life was getting married. He's flown around the world to make sure we spent every single night together. The wedding came as a surprise at the couple's releasing together in public or at events. So everybody was just like, who is this man with Brittany Murphy? Exactly. And like, y'all, not to be... I know what you're going to say, and I agree. Not to to be problematic, but Brittany Murphy, y'all know what she looked like. She's a cutie pie. She's beautiful. Yes. It was a Beauty and the Beast situation. Very much so. 
One of Simon's work credits include being a story writer for the movie Factory Girl. This stirred up some controversy. The director, George Hickenlooper, said that Monjack was nothing, had nothing to do with the Factory Girl. He filed a lawsuit against us making bogus claims that, he, that we stole the script from him. He held us literally hostage and we were forced to settle with him as he held our production over a barrel. So they pretty much gave him a credit as a writer when he didn't do shit for this movie. That's that's Hollywood, man. You'd be mm-hmm. so surprised. It's crazy. Um, Monjack denies all these claims that of this whole course. thing ever happened. Right. So Monjack had a warrant out for his arrest in Virginia on charges of credit card fraud. The charges were later dropped. In 2006, a bank sued Monjack for $470,000 after he was evicted from four homes. Oh my god. Wild, right? And in 2007, he spent nine days in jail and faced deportation because his visa had expired. In 2009, Monjack allegedly showed up drunk to the shoot of a movie called The Caller, which would have been Britney's last movie. Me every time when we record. (laughs) There are conflicting reports as to why she didn't end up starring the movie. Some say she was fired the day Simon showed up drunk and others say she dropped out of the movie. Simon said she dropped out because Britney said that there was too much Santeria in it. It was spooky. I've been offered lots of horror movies and I've never done them and I'm not going to start now. Girl, that's a lie. That's what Simon says she said, but he's known to fabricate stories, exaggerate things. This was said after her death, so she's obviously Um, wasn't here to confirm it, so you get what I'm saying. But the family did stay uh, where the movie was being filmed on a vacation together with her mom was there too, but she quit production the first day or got fired. We don't know for sure. Around this time, people also say Britney was addicted to cocaine, which she denied. Britney was diagnosed with a heart murmur in her teens, making illegal drugs lethal to her. People also said Britney had a hard time remembering her lines and was described by a makeup artist as a space cadet. The writer for the movie Spun, which Britney starred in, have you seen that movie? No. It's, it's good. It's a lot, but it's good. Said that Britney wasn't on drugs while filming, but after the film was done she was smoking crack with simon monjack you gotta celebrate celebrate the with crack can we mom yeah that's a little hardcore that's a lot like take a shot yeah i'm just kidding guys i don't condone smoking crack. no anywho back to this okay crack is whack crack is whack thank you so after that um around this time she was being offered roles that were b-movie oh, roles truly and lower budget mm-hmm. movies i know that feel girl simon started to take control of britney's career what role she took and her daily life so he pretty much came in and just created a tornado around this girl not good while britney was dealing with her career slowly starting to decline and living in a hollywood hills home that she hated oh really with her mother and simon she became a caretaker to both her mom and Simon. Her mother is a breast cancer survivor and suffers from nerve damage, which causes her sharp pains. Her husband, Simon, suffered from seizures, asthma, sleep apnea, respiratory infections, and he suffered a heart attack. So on top of her career declining and all of life stress, she had to come home and be a nurse to these two. I don't wanna, do you know how much older he was? He was... Eight years older? Oh. Ten years older? Yeah. That's not that bad. Yeah. 
So, to escape from life's everyday struggles, Brittany would venture off into one room of her home that her husband labeled her comfort zone. This was her bathroom. Brittany's bathroom counters were covered with skincare and beauty products. Got heels? Shh, probably. I saw a video of the bathroom, co- like covered. There's no counter oh, space. Really? It's just like makeup, anything, everything all over the counters. Like your bathroom? Okay. I have a lot of lipsticks on that counter. Thanks for calling me out. Even like her, the shower, it was little like shelf mm-hmm. areas covered with like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. She would spend hours in the bathroom trying out her products, which fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, studying her body in the mirror, writing in her journal, and singing. Me. Truly. With the exception of her bathroom, like I mentioned earlier, Brittany hated her house to the point where she would ask her husband if they could stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel instead of their 10,000 square foot home, which she purchased from Britney Spears for $3.9 million. Oh, I didn't know the and, Britney Spears part. Mm-hmm, and Britney Spears said the home felt unlucky. From a girl named Lucky, that girl, means something. Girl, and we know that she knows what lucky means. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Wow, two iconic Britneys. Mm-hmm. She lived there with um Justin Timberlake. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, this story is hella 2000s. It truly is. So they would leave the town that Brittany grew to hate, L.A., and move to New York, where Brittany and Simon would start a family and Brittany hoped to relaunch her career. These plans came to a quick halt on the morning of December 10th when Brittany's mom, Sharon, made a 911 call requesting medical attention to the home. 911 said, out of the emergency, Sharon said, 1895 Rising Glen Road, 911. What exactly happened? Sharon, somebody passed out. My daughter is passed out. They're doing mouth to mouth. Please get here quick. Please get here. 911. Okay, how old is your daughter? She's 30. She even said 30, and I want to call. That's why I was so confused. The mom was just confused. I I think my mom knows my age. I guess. But yeah, she says she's 30. 911. She's 30. She's with you now. Yes. Is someone coming? 911. Is she breathing? Sharon, no. Brittany, please come back. That part, I was like, That's... listening to that call was okay. Up oh, until the that actual part, call you can hear? I, yeah, it's on, it's, oh, on, no. it's on YouTube, unfortunately. Yeah. 911 asks her if Brittany's breathing. Sharon says no, but that she was throwing up tons of water. So the operator gives him CPR instructions and Simon begins. The 911 operator says he isn't going fast enough. He has to keep reminding him that he needs to pump her chest faster and that he needs to count. Paramedics arrive and discover Brittany has a very weak pulse. They thought she was dead, but they discovered a weak pulse on her wrist. So they had a little... A little glimmer of hope. Yeah. They transport her to Cedar sinai Medical Center. That's a f- celebrity Bouge- mm-hmm. hospital. It truly is. Where she is pronounced dead at 10.04 a.m. after going into cardiac arrest. After her body was examined, the coroner, Ed Winter... And they they didn't want an uh they didn't want to do an autopsy right mm-hmm. the fuck oh were you gonna get to that I'm yeah, sorry you're fine you're fine but yeah you're very correct the coroner Ed Winter says she died of natural causes at thirty slash thirty two wild dumb with resistance from Simon and Sharon an autopsy was performed and the primary cause of her death was labeled as pneumonia her she also was anemic so they also said her anemia slash iron deficiency also contributed to her death. Drugs were found in her system, but nothing illegal. Mm-hmm. 
Everything found in her system were over-the-counter pills that are prescribed for the common cold or respiratory infections. The coroner also stated that, this is a quote from him, the possible adverse psychological effect of the elevated levels of these medications cannot be discounted, especially in her weakened state. So before her death, there's interviews with her as well. I don't know if you've seen the, she has like these really big Chanel earrings, yeah. dark brunette mm-hmm. hair, the little black dress. She looks really ill. Yeah. And she has like bags under her eyes. It's it's and not the Brittany Murphy that you and I. I don't remember I, if no. I if I read this incorrectly. Wasn't she also like anorexic? That was just uh, um, they thought she was, okay. but they don't think she was. Her husband and mom both said she ate what she wanted and just was one of those girls that doesn't gain weight. But and they said she was um, her weight was healthy. She was one fifteen, which God bless. But she was. 5'3", which is my height, 115. I don't know if I could be 115. That's That's, that's skinny. But they said that's average for her height. Really? Yeah. Imagine me 115. I think you look 115. Bitch, you think I'm skinny? (laughs) You think I'm skinny? (laughs) Okay. So, the coroner also said she had been sick for weeks. Had they taken her to a doctor, this would have been treatable. Ugh, that Mm -hmm. sucks. So... Sharon and Simon went on Larry King's show and explained why they did not want an autopsy done. Did you watch his interview? I sure did. Wasn't it nasty? (laughs) They're fucking crazy. Dude, it's wild. And like the way he like he was like her beautiful, delicate. Yeah, I have it here. Okay. No, it's fine, but you're yeah, no, you're right. If you haven't seen it, this interview is fucking wild. And it's very uncomfortable. And just like the whole press tour that they did. Like, did you see like the pictures? Yes, with her. The picture from like her funeral and stuff, and well, that, but also, the, so they had like, so Simon and Brittany Murphy's mom had like pictures taken of like each other, and they're like hugging and shit. Yeah, I, I like screenshotted them because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they were very. It was a bizarre. I think we should reenact this one. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, and they were. It was a weird dynamic. What the fuck? Yeah, they went on Larry King. Mm-hmm. So before her death, is Larry King still alive? He's alive. Okay, good for him. Brittany, I knew you were going to ask that too. And I wanted to get his age and everything, but I didn't. She's I'm sorry. Tired. I don't have the patience. I'm sorry. Um, Brittany was sick for six weeks. She had phone calls with her doctors. And on the Friday of her final week, she had an appointment to see a doctor that Monday. Oh, shit. Isn't that crazy? Scary. Yeah. Simon did confirm that she was sick during an interview with Ed Winter at the coroner. Ed stated that Simon was very odd during the interview and had a range of emotions. He also seemed to be under the influence of something. In this interview, Simon also told Winter he did not want an autopsy. Winter explained an autopsy is done whenever you have a death unless there is a religious reason not to or a court order. They never got a court order. Brittany and Simon practiced holistic medicine and they were afraid paparazzi would snap pics of her sick and that would lead to her getting less um, job offers for movies oh, yeah he put this thought like in her mind like right. you yeah um britney murphy also used false names of the pharmacy to avoid any chance of being recognized picking up pills one pharmacist believed they were being over medicated and were doctor shopping to get drugs from multiple sources 90 different types of pills on simon's nightstand were found Jesus. and more were on britney's nightstand and they ranged from everything from anxiety pills to painkillers every every type of pill they they had it simon said that morning she woke up and she couldn't breathe she went out to get some air and he looked at sharon he said i'll say this because i know you can't referring to you sharon mom i'm dying i love you which was said about an hour before britney died 
Larry King then asked if an autopsy wasn't performed for religious reasons. Simon says, not the game. Simon <laughs> says, it wasn't that. This woman who just lost her daughter to us, was such, it was such a shock. This pristine body, skin like silk, that was curving all the right places. How could I say in front of her mother, cut her up? It was unfathomable. What a fucking psycho. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And to say this in front of her mother, that your daughter had like a banging body, it's just what? And she's dead. It's like um Joe Exotic. when <laughs> He's like oh giving like God. the eulogy for. Oh my God. That was <laughs> awful. Oh man. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. Very uncalled for. Like that's what you're going to recall about her. Like, <laughs> yeah, like dude, her body. Read the room, bro. Like literally. So, such a bizarre. I just saw, like answer. bring that up on on Larry King. Yeah, you imagine Larry King just being like, um. <laughs> so no autopsy because uh, her her curves, her curves, that's and her correct. Silky skin. That's correct. Yeah, but let me find somebody talk about me like that when I die though. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, thank you, Jen. Bring up my curves. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll be the one. To my do silky. Your silky. Your silk caramel like skin. skin. <laughs> okay. Larry King then said, what did they do? Simon said they cut her up anyways, because this is a law. If a 32-year-old dies without any illness, we want to know. Wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. Like, if I just dropped it tonight, wouldn't you want to know what the fuck happened to me? Maybe not, but I don't know. I'll be like, somebody would. It was her time. Simon also said she had laryngitis and that he's a rabbi, not a doctor. So instead of pills, he prays. Who is he? Doyle Davidson? Oh, Lord Jesus. No. So on Christmas Eve, a funeral was held for Brittany. Brittany is buried at Forest Lawn. Michael Jackson. Yes. They chose some very weird photos for her funeral. The main picture, she's like on the floor smoking a cigarette. Clearly has been crying. There's like mascara running down her face. She just looks really sad. It was just everyone was like, why would you pick that picture of all pictures of Brittany Murphy in the world? That's just it's just what picture would you want? Of yourself. With a filter, that's for sure. But I don't know. I'll, I'll email to you today. Okay. Just in case. Just think what I would. My, my mean girl photos from my oh, birthday party. Oh my God. I want those like plastered huge. Ooh. That's everything. And I want to perform at my funeral. The fuck? <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it yet. I think I, like maybe I'll make a video just All for I'm like. All I'm hoping is that I go first so I don't have to deal with any of this for you. Be your like, funeral. hey guys, thank you so much for coming. Stop your crying. Why aren't you crying? Like, you know, like <laughs> it'll be like a Disneyland attraction. Like, we I'll love have, it. Like, you know, a little back and forth banter. And then I'll just perform like, oh, And then as we're going, yeah. make sure you listen to Nightmares and Chill. Boom. Out. Man. And Chromatica by Lady Gaga. Sorry, I just had to sink that in there. Her album released last week and girl. Oh, it's a we know. It is so good. Okay, no respect, no disrespect to Britney Murphy. Okay, Britney, back to you, girl. Weeks after Britney's death, Simon would stay in bed a lot and rarely took showers. Oh, yeah, I forgot this happened. A close family friend was realizing that a lot of what Simon said about his family, career, they were all exaggerated or some were just straight up lies. Simon invites Radar Magazine to tour the home specifically shows them the restroom the bathroom where britney spears died britney murphy britney oh fuck (laughs) britney murphy what did i say spears spears sorry kill my queen sorry britney murphy 
Brittany Murphy. And he showed them the restroom and the exact spot where they found her, which she was like, she was laying on her dog's bed, like half off her dog's bed, like those little like miniature couches, Mm -hmm. a little leopard print one. Oh, cute. Yeah. Then he begins to show off all her designer clothing, the bathroom again to show all of the beauty products she had. And he was saying that, oh, it's my wife's obsession with like beauty or whatever. And this whole time he's just talking about it like it's no big deal and just casually smoking a cigar. (laughs) It was bizarre. And he's like laughing, smiling like, oh, this sweater is Gucci. Isn't it nice? Like it's so weird. There's video footage of this? Yeah, in the ID special. Oh, I haven't seen it. And this girl, she had racks and racks of designer clothing. Like a whole room just full. It was, he's like, oh, this is uh, her Louis Vuitton rack and this is Gucci. I was like, oh, the dream. Mm-mm. So before getting the autopsy report back, Simon was certain that Brittany died from a broken heart because of the mistreatment she relieved from Hollywood. <sighs> he wanted um, a close family friend to write a book about Brittany, exposing the mistreatment and lies said about Brittany, such as her drug use inability to remember lines and that she was possibly anorexic like i mentioned earlier she was 115 when she died but people say that was the average height for her average sorry average weight for that height right i guess she was really like subconscious about her height too like she knew she was short and she felt like she had to look taller so she said or supposedly said that you look taller when you're skinnier so she always wanted to look thin to appear taller interesting which i guess how tall are you Five three, her height. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, just five months after Britney's death on June twenty third, Simon died in their Hollywood Hills home. His cause of death was very similar to Britney's: pneumonia, anemia, and a mix of various prescription medications. Spooky. Yeah. Weird. It's so ugly. very weird. And just like with Britney's death, investigators found more pill bottles with fake names, including the name Sharon Monjack. Oh. Weird. That's just nasty. Sharon said that Simon died from a broken heart. They love this broken heart theory. Now, with the both of them being dead, a lot of speculation surrounded their deaths, which really so it's very weird. First, her being so young, Mm -hmm. and then just the fact that they're so similar. Yeah. That's just weird. What if we died weeks apart with the same from the same thing? Yeah, I would Eric. Eric. He's a Sharon in this relationship. 100%. (laughs) So Toxic mold was found in their home, and this was considered a factor in their both their deaths, yep. but it was quickly dismissed. Sharon Murphy believes that this did kill both her daughter and Simon Monjack. So she still stands by that. She thinks the mold killed them, but it's, it's so like, but she's like, fine, you to, know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. also, it's just to be that rich and like have a mold problem. Like, <laughs> it's wild. That's not a rich person problem. Others believed that Britney got caught up in one of Simon's bad business deals and was slowly killed with the pills to, to um, be kept quiet. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Others believe that Simon and Sharon were having an affair and that Britney found out. So to keep the affair a secret, they slowly killed her with prescription That's pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because after her death, wasn't it like, oh, I think this was debunked, but like a lot of people speculated that like Simon and Sharon, right? Mm-hmm slept in the same bed. yes she denies that but yeah that was that a, so ugly. yeah yes Brittany's father angelo bertolotti, bertolotti not valerie okay 
he asked for particles of her hair so he could have her own testing done because he was not convinced that she just died from natural causes and pneumonia yeah he he thinks there's more to this story this never happened because her father did not show up for two hearings regarding this matter that is me that's what i heard but in 2013 her father gained a hair sample he did a toxicology report and they showed it showed deliberate poisoning by heavy metals. This amount was never seen before by the forensic pathologist. Oh, shit. Heavy metals cause cramps, sweating, coffee, dizziness. They make you lethargic, which Brittany all suffered from these symptoms before her death. You find these kind of things in, in arsenic. They're not saying it was arsenic, but it's similar to when someone gets poisoned by arsenic. Oh, damn. Her father wanted to have her body exhumed, but her mother would not allow it, which is bizarre. But okay. Her father believes that Sharon poisoned Brittany and then Simon. Brittany's half-brother also thinks that she was poisoned by Simon. So all fingers kind of point to right. Simon. Mm-hmm. Some say he brought out her worst traits. Rex Bieber, a clinical psychologist, didn't know Simon personally, but after hearing this story, Rex believes that he had sociopathic personality disorder. He said what happened to Brittany was an age-old story you see commonly with people who meet narcissistic personalities and who people who are sociopathic. They have a kind of blood instinct for the weakness of people around them. Yikes. People felt Simon preyed on Brittany and fed her false promises and filled her with hope. Shortly after her death, Simon was quoted as saying, I don't think I could be damaged any more than I have been. I've lost the one thing that ever mattered to me. I lived and breathed my wife. She was the light of my life. Simon Monjack is buried besides Brittany Murphy at the Forest Lawn Cemetery. (sighs) The infamous Hollywood Hills home was put on the market for almost $20 million. Oh, damn. After Sharon sold in 2011, it has since been renovated and it looks completely different. It wasn't that cute. Yeah, I, I saw some. Right? Pictures. It was pretty lackluster. It was whatever. Location, location, location. Mm-hmm. With new specials coming out about Brittany's death, speculation is still surrounding her mother and her possible relationship to Simon and possible debts that she may have owed if she was after her own fame and if she had a hand in her daughter's death. Sharon was also accused of sharing a bed with Simon after Brittany's death so they could comfort each other. She also denied that the pill bottles had her name on them. People also believe Sharon poisoned both of them to stop their plans to move to New York because Simon wanted to leave her behind. Ed Winters believes she was not murdered and that in fact died from pneumonia and anemia. Her half-brother is still trying to find more answers to his sister's death. He believes her death is a cover-up. He doesn't believe that Brittany's mom killed her, but he thinks there's a lot more that we don't know. And that was the story of Brittany Murphy. Damn. Do you, what do you what do you think? Um I think the pills definitely killed her. Yeah. I think I don't I don't want to say they killed her on purpose, but I do think that Simon was so into himself when he thought that he could do better than doctors. Right. That by not going to a doctor, he he did cause her to die. Yeah. It's but I don't so weird the fact it that is like, weird. he died too. Yeah. I know. I don't I don't think her mom killed her. I don't think so either. I don't think her mom killed her. I th- but I think maybe Simon did. And then I mean, obviously these are all rumors. And, right. And then he like couldn't live with the fact that he did it and then killed himself. Yeah. Makes sense. But do I think it's something to do with it? Absolutely. But yeah, it's there's we'll a lot. Know. Yeah, we'll never know. But 
definitely gone too soon. Yeah, 100%. And that was that. Okay, we're going to get into this very special movie. Very. But first, I just wanted to say that I remembered my TikTok reference from earlier. Oh, let's hear it. Okay, so I know that you have a dream. <laughs> that you had a dream. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that you had a dream that you... I did. God damn it. Why do we Why do we take shots before Eddie, we record this? But we sound great. We're good. Okay. Ready? So in acting school... <laughs> oh, please let me know. <laughs> What happens in acting school? You fuck the producer and get a role. She nailed it. She she got a 10 out of 10 on that one. That's why I'm here recording a podcast and not a TV show. And Eric's our producer. So you just admitted to. Oh my God. Do not start (laughs) that. Spread that rumor. Hashtag it. Nightmares and chill. Two people have thought that Eric and I are, are dating. Who? My coworker. Okay. Maddie. Love that. Hey, Maddie. And your boyfriend. And my boyfriend. (laughs) true they are both like are you and eric dating i was like no dude we are not like, dating no i'm dating you in case you have forgotten correct okay back to dreams and tiktok yes so you were about to tell me a dream, a dream that you had last night yes but before you get into that mm-hmm. i remember the tiktok trend okay so there's a trend on tiktok where girlfriends ask their boyfriends if they would date them still if they were a worm <sighs> so i'm gonna bring that to you would you still be my best friend if i was a worm here's like i can still talk verbally everything it's just i'm a little worm and i'm like you're like (laughs) little headphones on okay eddie here's the thing people are gonna roast me for this and i don't care i'm scared of worms that is so like an actual phobia Mm -hmm. like worms slugs like you just don't find them disgusting like you're scared of them i find them gross but like if i see one on the ground i'm like i I know they can't do anything to me. I don't think they even know they're alive. But like when I see one, I like I run past thinking they're going to fucking like bite me or grab me. So you've never eaten a worm? Eaten a worm? Yeah. No, I've never I never even touched one. Oh yeah, me either. Okay, that's a lie. I just, I, they're so nasty. And one time my brother locked me in the bathroom. I locked myself in there. My brother was shoving worms under the door to scare that's me. so mean. Dude, I called my mom. She was at work. She came home. <gasps> And she was pissed. God, did we have we told this story on the podcast before? The I don't no really no because I don't people don't know I don't want them to throw them at me or like put a worm near me because <laughs> yeah, I if you get really I, famous people just throw worms at you. You will never see me run faster than if a worm is in my presence. I get it. I mean, I I'm horrified of snakes, but that's more like yeah, logical. That's, that's a little, yeah, a like a worm, I just they. Ooh. Okay, so tell me your dream about a worm. I'm getting hot thinking about worms. Okay. Last night, I had a dream that you were in my backyard, whatever you want to call this area. Okay. Digging up worms. And you found this big, nasty one. And you said in this sinister voice, you were like, oh, Jen, this is the one. And I said, what? (laughs) And I couldn't move. And you were bringing it to me for me. You were going to throw it at me. And I said, Eddie, I was like, please do not. Like, can we please not do this? And you were like, nope this is the one <laughs> and i think i woke up before you could do anything but you had plans to throw it at me and make me touch it and that's scary and i remember thinking in my head like i don't make you fucking drive oh that was my thought process yeah, yeah. it was we should ooh. make if we ever do plan a patreon we will direct a movie Mm-mm. where Mm-mm. we are both facing our fears no. you make me drive and i shove a worm in your eye or something 
My stomach hurts. Can you imagine a worm driving a car? I would be terrified. Oh my God, that's so scary. A worm did that you, could run. Ah! Did you ever see that SpongeBob episode with the Alaskan bullworm? I don't know. I probably changed it. It's a spooky episode, TBH. Okay, so let's get into this this movie, if that's what it wants to be called. Truly. So I just watched this for the first time ever. You just watched it for the first time ever. Yes. Did you watch it on YouTube? I watched it on YouTube. I paid for it. Oh, it's free. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I paid for it. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think I paid for it. Maybe I didn't because I don't, I didn't get a charge for it. I don't think so. It's oh. free. Okay. That's just a lot right there. But yeah, I, I, I looked up to see where it was streaming. Mm-hmm. I didn't even bother to check YouTube. So I checked Amazon first and it wasn't even available to rent on Amazon. It was like, this title is not available. Oh. For rent. And I was like, okay, shit. So then I checked where it was streaming and it said voodoo for free. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded that and it was still like not a- like what? able to play. So I was like, who the hell does not want me to watch this movie? And then I found it on YouTube. So yeah, so this movie. So if you don't know what we're talking about, this is one of Brittany Murphy's last roles. Not her last role. She did another horror movie called Something Wicked. Yes. Which I contemplated doing too. But the reason why I picked this uh, was because there's some controversy. Mm -hmm. So this is 2009's Deadline. (laughs) So this movie stars Brittany Murphy as Alice, Thora Birch from Hocus Pocus fame. Love that. As Lucy, Tammy Blanchard for all of my Broadway fans out there. She plays Rebecca. And Mark Blucas as David. There are six people credited in the cast total. Claudia Troll as David's mother and Michael Pistilli. Don't know if I'm saying that right. As Ben's voice. Because that's it. Literally throughout the whole movie, there's only four people in the main cast. There's no like extras in it. There's no, it's literally just, it was, you could tell it was made on a very low budget. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So the director of this movie is Sean McConville. This was his first movie. Oof. And we can tell. We can tell. He's credited as a director for Vampire United, The Last Moon, okay. The Car, and Black Sky. Love all of those. I have not seen <laughs> one single film besides this. But he was the special effects guy, special effects technician for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, the best one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It is the best one of the oh, prequels. Thank you. I know the fuck. And then he's also credited for a tech as a technician for Tomorrow Never Dies, a 007 movie. Okay. He's working. He's booked and busy. You know, he's doing it. Oh, I guess I had, didn't check what his last director credit was, what year it was, but it's okay. I don't think anyone's rushing to the box office. No. Actually, this movie wasn't even played in theaters. It was a direct-to-DVD movie. Mm. Um, again, it came out in 2009. Ooh. The same year that Miss Brittany Murphy died. Yes. What month did it come out? Do you know? Yes. So the film premiered in the United Kingdom on October 5th, 2009, two months before Ooh. she died. And then in the United States, December 1st, Shut 2009. Up. Yep. The Fuck. same month. Wow. Wow. Okay. So the controversy around this movie is the poster, like the 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 artwork for this movie mm-hmm. is Brittany Murphy dead in a bathtub. Yeah. How did Miss Brittany Murphy die, y'all? In the bathroom. Correct. It, it was a lot. So immediately they pulled it. Redbox recalled film posters, which were displayed on kiosks around the country. And they were like, we're not having that shit. 
Yeah. So Yikes. this is from Cinema Blend, an article from Cinema Blend in 2009. We will continue to carry her film, but we will not be featuring the box art. We have 19,000 locations. And to be honest, I can't tell you if this particular art is up at all the locations. The removal process kicked off in December and continued to conclude by the new year. So that was that. So it, there's a lot of kind of eerie similar similarities for yeah. like theories in this movie. Um, I mean, before, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to spoil this movie. Um, Brittany Murphy has an abusive ex-boyfriend who tries to kill her. Ooh. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, a, it's kind of crazy. Ugh. So let's just get into this. We open up on two women packing. They seem a little frantic. So we know that they're running away from something. So Brittany Murphy's character is named Alice. She's moving out of fear that an ex will find her. That's the information that we get. She ends up packing a gun. We also learn that she's behind on a deadline for something. Um, we're not yet introduced that she's actually a writer until later on in the film. The next scene is of her in the car with her friend Rebecca, played by Tammy Blanchard. Brittany's character, Alice, carries around like a video camera. Mm -hmm. For what purpose? I don't know. She's a... Yeah. Uh, She's, she's a vlogger. Yeah, literally. She's, she's a, a she's a film writer, but she's just she's got this camera, I guess, for inspiration in case she wants to like I'm assuming just like to record like people's conversations and then mm -hmm. she can look back and like use it as reference. Yeah. The friend ends up suggesting that she should write about her own life, that it would be therapeutic. And Alice says she has no interest in writing a horror film. <laughs> I was cracking up. Me I was, too. I was like, okay, girl. Work. I said, okay. I was like, well, spoiler alert, you do. So we end up that she's, we end up learning that she is moving away from the city because she wants to, you know, run away from her ex. Mm -hmm. And that a slimy rich producer that has been trying to get into Alice's pants is letting her stay at his house free of charge. Mm -hmm. So they end up at the house and it's like an old Victorian looking house, very big. And she's going to live there by herself, which is so like, I would never. No, it's too big for in comfort. A, yeah, too big for comfort in a city that like you don't even know. No. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's really ugly. They go to explore the house and find a nursery. And Alice looks Aww. sad, you know, as she looks at the little crib that's in there. And her friend tells her to not torture herself. I feel that, girl. <laughs> girl, it's too <laughs> soon. So Rebecca, her friend, offers to leave the car with Alice because she's going to. This is the part that I got confused. So they drove there. Right. And then Rebecca is going to drive to an airport to go back home. So that car is just going to stay at the airport. Or was Alice going to drop her off and bring the car back? Well, she, she says the line, I, to, I, I can't miss my flight. And Rebecca ends up leaving in the car. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Leave it in the parking lot. Leave it in the parking lot. She has to come get um, Alice again. Yeah, I guess. That's going to be expensive parking. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. She got money. She got, well, maybe she does. We don't know what movie she did. Correct. So Rebecca ends up leaving and makes her way to the airport. And let me tell you, this is a scary ass fucking house. Like, I don't give a damn if it's free. You couldn't pay me to stay there by myself. Like, Alice is a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, the, it's just, it's creepy looking. It is. Like, the bathroom, like, she goes and explores the bathroom and it's just like a singular tub. There's no shower. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not. It's, it's very dark and dingy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything looks run down. Yes, like even when she's exploring the room, she like has to like take off things from the bed. It's just it's yeah. Not 
I'm like, oh, there's so many spider webs everywhere. Yeah. And that baby's crib looks so old school. Yeah. 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 And so I'm, I'm assuming this movie takes place in present time. Mm-hmm. And we later learn that like the other characters that take place are not too far off behind. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't it's, know. it's weird. Whatever. This movie really doesn't make sense. Like, it, yeah. It doesn't it's... bother to try to connect any pieces. <sighs> I think yeah. this is one of the first, this is the first movie that we're covering that's kind of like bad. Yes. Like all of them have, that we've covered have been like critically acclaimed mm-hmm. or like, you know, this movie was none of that. It's a little <laughs> This rough. is our first B movie. And so. that's a understatement oh man it literally took me so this movie's runtime is an hour and 25 minutes Mm -hmm. it took me like three hours i kept taking breaks i know it was like i watched last night too and i felt bad because i was like damn like eddie has to like really watch this and i was watching so i know you're talking about Uh uh-huh bro it was rough i think it would be like a fun movie to watch like with a group of friends like when you're drunk and like yeah i don't know but like watching it by myself i was like oh no and there wasn't a lot of dialogue no there's no dialogue there's no dialogue in this movie so it's just like and the shots are just it's just it does nothing for itself yeah i if you're a fan of this movie i'm sorry i don't mean to be roasting it well like maybe check out some other movies mm -hmm. like clueless (laughs) truly god i wish i was watching clueless instead (laughs) So Alice uh, ends up going to the bathroom and she ends up like setting up her stuff and she ends up taking some meds of some sort. She stares at herself in the bathroom mirror reflection, then walks away. And then we see it's our first like jump scare of the movie. We see a ghostly woman appear in the mirror. Yeah. And these effects, y'all, they, they are they so are rough. good. They are rough. This felt like a high school video production yeah that's what it, it reminded me of like um no shade but it reminded me of like a college film like a yeah. a, a, a student film mm-hmm. like you you get the budget i think most student films the budgets are like fifty thousand dollars and it's their like senior projects mm-hmm. and somebody who's done a lot of student films let me tell you it is a it's not a good time on set is it a shit show it's a shit show love that yeah sometimes there's little gems here yeah there. this was not one and I, I want, I didn't look up what the budget for this movie was. And I would love to know how much Brittany Murphy got paid for this oh role. My, I would love to know. Next time. So we cut to Alice. She's trying to do some writing on her laptop. And she ends up getting a call, but nobody answers. Mm-hmm. And then we just hear distant screaming. But she ignores it. <laughs> There's a lot of like things that happen in this movie. Like already, the, like a door closes by itself. The screaming. And yet. Brittany Murphy's character is unfazed by it. She's like, yeah, I guess, this, you know, this shit happens all the time. I will give it the excuse that she is taking meds of some sort. So she is dealing with some sort of like, you know, maybe a disorder or some sort of mental illness. She's obviously not in her, the right headspace. Right. So, you know, I'll give her some forgiveness for that. So uh, she goes to, she ends up going to bed and then she hears the screaming again. So she picks up her camera. That's her first instinct and goes to investigate mm-hmm. it. She walks into a room and ends up seeing a chair and then the chair kicks over by itself. And then she wakes up and it just ends up being a dream. And this is a lot. A lot of the jump scares in this movie just are because Brittany Murphy's character is having a bad dream. So it's, that's if that's not an insight of how bad the writing for this movie is. The budget was one point eight million dollars. Oh, wow. So that's yeah, a very low budget movie. So Alice gets a call from Rebecca the next day and lets her know that the ex-boyfriend Ben is out of prison and that he showed up to their apartment looking for her. So she ends up like getting mad at Rebecca and like, why didn't you call me last night? Like, you should have let me know sooner. Blah, 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 blah. 
Then a figure runs by and Alice catches it. So she goes to investigate it. And then there's like wet footprints that lead up to the attic. And then she goes up to the attic and ends up like finding a suitcase of like women's clothing Mm -hmm. and all of this. And then she finds a box full of videotapes. We love attics in this podcast. Yes, we truly talk about attics a lot. Mm -hmm. So she goes up and she finds the box of videotapes. And girl, isn't aren't we lucky that she happens to have a video camera? Wow. Like, damn, we really, they really did that. So she plays a video and we are finally introduced to Miss Thora Birch. The iconic. Iconic Thora, Thora Birch. Birch. It's so weird because like every time I like see her in anything, I just see her as a kid. Yes. And it's like she I, plays an adult woman mm-hmm. and it's just like, no. I know. You're a little, you're a little witch girl. I know. Like when she was in American Beauty. Oh yeah. Like, that was traumatizing. I yeah. don't like this. That was wild. So the tapes are just of this couple. It's this uh, guy recording his wife. His name's David. He's rec- and they seem like a normal couple. I think the first tape she watches is of her of Thor Birch's character Lucy mm-hmm. uh, cooking in the kitchen and him being like, "You're so beautiful," like blah blah blah. And it just seems like a really cute, you know, cute couple. Yeah. And uh, while Alice is watching those videos, she ends up looking at old videos that she has on her video camera of her and her friend Rebecca. And they seem to be very close, a mm-hmm. lot closer than just friends that they suggested. So this is, it's Pride Month, y'all. So we are going to get into some LGBTQ plus <laughs> characters in this movie. And let me tell you, this plot line seems so weird to me. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's videos of them like kind of wrestling on the bed. And Rebecca's character ends up asking Brittany Murphy's character, how long are you going to keep me a secret? And Alice says that she just doesn't want Ben to know how close they are. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want him to get the wrong idea. So kind of indicating that they were having like some sort of affair on the side. Right. Which I find a little strange because if they were doing that, we are introduced to them in the beginning of the movie, like privately. So there's no reason for them to hide their relationship. And not once do they like ever acromantic towards each other. Right. It was just all, I was just like, okay, what the fuck is this writer doing? But, you know, happy Pride Month, (laughs) y'all. So I'll put these bitches as gay as hell. Oh my God. So Alice tries to go to sleep, but then hears the bathtub running. And this is a lot of this movie. Just her going to sleep and then hearing something, seeing something. Mm -hmm. She goes to check on it and it's overflowing. Someone left it. Someone left the water running. So she, you know, turns it off, whatever. She then finds her laptop been turned on and all over the screen are the words he won't leave me alone written over and over and over she then hears the piano playing it's beethoven's moonlight sonata oh i was like oh she's talented you know the classics she's a classy lady she's a classical queen so then alice then hears a noise which scares her and she ends up calling rebecca and saying that she thinks someone is in the house she i think someone died in here she feels it and rebecca asks her girl did you take your medication and alice gets like upset and is like you know what i should not have called you but then we find out that she didn't take her medication like Mm. she's being a true friend yeah so rebecca tells her to take a cab back to the city she's like just come home like you know you don't have to stay there Mm -hmm. and alice says no like i came here for a reason i came here to work and i'm going to stay here and continue to work Mm -hmm. so then she goes to watch like another videotape and she's proclaimed these videotapes, like this girl Lucy in the videotapes, that's like her muse for writing. 
Okay. Yep. Okay. So, and the way these videotapes are displayed is like mm-hmm. she watches it and then it like cuts to like the actual scene of like them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's a full on like second movie going on. Literally, you're yeah. very, yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's, yeah. It's, you're watching two different movies. <sighs> it was a lot. Uh, sure was. So this time uh, we go into like a flashback of Lucy painting the nursery. And David is trying to make a move on her and she gets mad and she's like, dude, I'm trying to work. Like, stop. Leave me alone. Good for her. Yep. And then guess what? We cut to another tape. This time David is confronting Alice and or sorry, Lucy and keeps asking her who who is she talking to? Like she's talking to somebody on the phone Mm -hmm. and Lucy's like, dude, I'm talking to your mother. Like, chill out. Like, what the hell? And throughout these tapes we see that he's getting more jealous and more paranoid that she's doing something Mm -hmm. so lucy ends up like walking away all pissed off and she she goes to bed and she ends up telling him i'd feel a lot more comfortable if he slept in the spare bedroom ouch yep so then alice gets another phone call and it's just like a woman crying and like all of these things happen and alice not once like has like a like like she looks like concerned but she never like does anything about it right like bitch I would be out of that house in a heartbeat. I would have left days ago. And I guess like there is like the extra, like the factor that her Mm ex-boyfriend is out there who like did something to her. So there's that fear. But it's just, it's just not done well. Eddie, that is an understatement. That is the understatement of the fucking year. You're making this movie sound kind of good. (laughs) Does it sound a little juicy? I can confirm. It's not. So then there's just a montage of like David recording Lucy at various times. At one point, he's like recording her sleeping. And Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, you look like an angel. And just really creepy. Oh, just like me. Okay. What? Okay, no, yeah, yeah. You look like an angel. When Thank you. Thank you. Like, wouldn't that be so weird yes. if your boyfriend was just like recording you at all times? Yes, I'd be like, what is this for? That's ugly. Ooh. Well, thank you. So Alice ends up going downstairs and she sees Lucy playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Like, or this ghost playing the piano. Is she playing um the Lincoln Park piano part in the end? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Love for, that. Yeah, good, 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 good catch. Thank you. She's actually playing um Lady Gaga's newest album, Chromatica. If I hear this fucking Chromatica bullshit one more fucking time. What are you going to do? Please tell me what the fuck you're going to do. I'm going to sing the whole album to you. That's the fuck I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So the way they have Ghost Lucy in this movie is like, she's like blue and she's got like veins all over her. Yeah. She looks dumb as hell. She looks like. Like any, okay, like in movies they're underwater for a long time. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. It's just yeah, not it's just like cute. zombie underwater Lucy. Yes. Perfect. Yep. That's it. So then Lucy ends up like going to Alice and being like, I thought I told you not to record me. But- like this demonic <laughs> voice. Jeez. No, can you please do it in your actual demonic voice that you love to do? I thought I told you not to record me. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Eddie. Okay, hold on. What are you gonna say? If you, if I die before you at my funeral, you have to give a speech in that voice. (laughs) I'll just like, okay, so I'll do like the ELGB link. Jennifer was a, and then I'll pretend that like I'm like, I'm still here, (laughs) and be like, oh my god, I don't know what happened. (laughs) Please do. Um, yeah, I'm sure your mom would love that. Oh, let's hope she does not bury me. Oh my (laughs) god, yeah, just realize that. (laughs) Holy shit. That's just my fantasy. I'm like, oh, I hope I go before my parents. Oh, my God. 
Shit got too morbid. Okay, so then Lucy says that shit, and then guess what? It's a dream. It's a fucking dream. No one saw that. So I was like, damn, this bitch has a lot of scary dreams. Oh, maybe it's because you're living in a fucking house by yourself. Mm -hmm. I'll be having nightmares every night. I already do with you and those damn worms. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Maybe I'm you're Alice. I'm Lucy. So I'm Brittany Murphy. Yeah, I'm Thora Birch. Obviously, I'll be 32 in two years. Okay, you'll be doing these movies. Mm, Let's hope. (laughs) So Alice puts on another tape. And it's of Lucy leaving the house and telling David that she needs to take a break. He's smothering her. Oh, smothering. She says that word exactly. And David accuses her of leaving him for another man. Um, and he ends up getting like a little more like agitated. Juicy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're cheating on me, like blah, blah, blah. And then the tape stops playing. Oh, I have goosebumps. Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. So then there's this weird scene where, like, Alice goes into her bedroom and she's, like, putting on her lips, Lucy's old lipstick. Yeah. And she, like, puts on her necklace because Lucy dons a gold name necklace mm-hmm. like Carrie Bradshaw on Sex in the City. We all thought it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people watch this movie. I, I think, like, 17. <laughs> okay. Probably. 19 now that you and me watched it. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Poor Brittany Murphy. I wonder if Simon Monchak was like, babe, babe this, this role. Fucking but he's hit. British. It has to be an accent. Babe, this movie's a fucking hit. I've got the perfect script for you. It's called Deadline. You're going to play a fucking crazy woman. There's Thora Butch. She's going to play a fucking zombie. And like, it's, it takes place in a haunted house. It's going to be fucking magnificent, babe. Going to get a fucking Oscar. <laughs> Just like that. And then Sharon was like, yeah, Brittany, it's going to be real good. And then her dad in jail was like, yeah, Brittany. <laughs> Angelo Bertolotti. Angelo Bertolotti. Like, yo, Brittany. Oh, that poor guy, man. I imagine. I mean. He... No, I mean, having to deal with your daughter's death and not knowing really what happened. Oh, yeah, that sure. aspect. Yeah, I mean, they're all crazy as hell. <sighs> Continue. So, yeah. So she puts up this makeup and then ends up that ends up being like the portal for communication so she ends up talking to lucy through the mirror and lucy asks you need to help me can you help me but i'm like girl the tapes are already recorded like Mm -hmm. bitch you did like how she can help you Mm -hmm. i don't know but she's like i'm gonna help you girl no worries we love that so then uh rebecca ends up calling alice and tells her that she needs to get help that she's having some late shock from what ben did to her her ex-boyfriend And then we end up learning that Ben tried to drown Alice in a bathtub and that because of that, she miscarried their baby. Oh, yikes. That's heavy. It is heavy, (laughs) but it's done so poorly that I'm just like, okay, I'll go the (laughs) fuck. So then Alice, of course, ignores it and asks Rebecca to look up the name David Woods and to find out as much as she can about him. Why she couldn't do this? I don't know. And the turnaround on that was like like and like she called her back asap yeah and she had like all this well, information that's what I'm saying. Like, i don't know how long this movie takes place it could be like i mean she has a lot of slumbers right so i think it takes place within a week okay. but it also could have been a year i'm I, sorry i really don't know 
that movie is rough. It's, it's hard to follow. I saw it as like an instant turnaround. I was like, oh, she's fast. <laughs> she quit. She is in the FBI. She said, this is all you need to know about David Wood. I did the research. I did. I, the, I called the FBI. So Rebecca ends up calling back Alice and letting her know that she looked them up and found out that the two went missing. Like that was just a quick Google search. I'm sure that. Mm hmm. Alice could have done herself, but you know, she's dealing with, she's talking to poltergeists for herself. Google is hard. Google is hard. Hard work. In 2009, mm. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help this movie out. Mm. So then guess what? Alice hears a spooky noise from the attic, goes to investigate and finds David's camera with the missing tape inside. That isn't that convenient. <laughs> so she ends up putting in the tape and it's of David tying up Lucy to a chair. Mm. And the goosebumps are back. Yes, it's, it's a spooky movie. And he's like, I know that you cheated on me. Just admit it. Admitted that you that this isn't my baby, that it's with someone else. And she does. Oh. For what reason? I don't know. So it, did she actually have an affair? I don't think so. I don't, did she say it was Thackeray Binks? <laughs> that's her brother. Oh, my bad. You snap. Wait, it is, right? It's the cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's her brother. No. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of the other little Emily. bitch. Yeah, Emily. No. Emily! Emily. Well, let's hope not, because she was like seven in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here comes Emily right now. Oh, my God. So, it's it's just a hot mess. I don't know why she, had, she she's like, yep, I, it's not your baby. I'm sorry. And then he gets pissed off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what she was expecting from that conversation. Mm-hmm. And David goes, carries her to the bathroom and drowns Lucy in the bathtub. Yikes. So then it pops back to Alice and she's like crying. Let me tell you, this bitch Alice, for being by herself, alone, not seeing anybody, being on the verge of a mental breakdown every 10 minutes, her makeup on point all the time. Wow. She got some shimmer eyeshadow, girl, some mascara on, and some red painted lips. I'm like, damn, yes, bitch. She said, I don't put on makeup for nobody but myself. And I feel like that you could respect that. I can't. Yeah, I get it. You think Ron likes this pink eyeshadow? He didn't even notice. <laughs> nope. And neither did the ghost in that house. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. they didn't care what she was wearing. But mm-hmm. Alice said, if I'm going to uncover a dead bitch I'm gonna look good doing it cute that's how it should be so David ends up burying Lucy's body and then goes to kill himself in the attic he goes he gets a noose and tries to hang himself and then Alice stops the tape before like you know he dies Mm -hmm. and then she ends up going outside to find Lucy I don't know what she was trying to do like if she was gonna dig her up like I don't know what her plan was how she thought she could save a dead girl but that's between Alice and the writers of this movie. So she then ends up getting a call again. Ooh. Girl, she got minutes on this phone. Let me tell you. She said it's Saturday after 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Calls are free. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being Ben, her ex-boyfriend. And he he's like, I'm sorry that I tried to drown you. I'm Aww. sorry that the baby died because Aww. of me. How cute he apologized. But Alice, girl, you're free. And then she's like, no, I know that you're in the house. I know that you're the one doing this. And he's like, no, girl, I'm with my mama in Minnesota. Okay. I I don't know if that was the the location that he said he was in. but (laughs) So then she is like, she tells Lucy. And from above, she goes, girl, we are free. And it's very emotional. It's Brittany Murphy's 
best work since Clueless, I think. Eddie, don't do that to her. What? She's dead. Well, let me tell you, if she hadn't have died in 2009, this movie would have killed her career. Ooh. And that's the tea. Ooh. Just kidding, Brittany. We love you. Um, Poor girl. I feel so... Yeah. I don't... <sighs> so then Alice Ooh. goes inside to finish the tape. <laughs> She's like, hold on. I need to watch this guy kill himself. Well, thank God she did because plot twist, his mama comes in and Ooh. saves him from hanging himself. Oh, the goosebumps. Mm-hmm. So then she turns around while she's watching like the clip and then she sees David behind her. Mm. Alice runs upstairs to find her gun but can't find it. Oh. So then she ends up calling Rebecca. She got a lot of time. Oh. She's like, Rebecca, girl, what did you do with my gun? Because David's going to kill me. And Rebecca is confused and says that she has no idea who David is. And that she's like, I haven't heard from you all week. Excuse me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Girl, she has not been talking to Rebecca this whole time. What? Mm-hmm. That one kind of got me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. Okay, writers. <laughs> oh, shit. I was not expecting that. <laughs> so, and then she's like, she goes, I, I. Of course I didn't. I took out the gun from your pack. I'm not going to leave you with a gun. You're crazy. <laughs> I don't think she said it like that, but like we all thought. It. Mm-hmm. So then David grabs Alice and starts to drown her in the bathtub. But then zombie Lucy appears in her full zombie makeup and stops him. Just then, killing it. Then she, he, David ends up getting startled from that. He was not expecting Lucy to show up. And then he falls through the bath, like out the bathroom door, and then falls down the stairs to his death. Oh, I got the chills. That's how he died. So then Lucy ends up pulling like the plug from the bathtub and, you know, drains the bathtub. And Alice is, you know, we, the last shot we see of her is that, you know, she looks pretty dead. Right. So then Rebecca shows up and finds Alice in the bathtub and carries her to the bed. Then she like tries to give her her pills and like Alice ends up freaking out and is like, I don't want to go in that bed. I don't want to take these pills. And Rebecca's like, no, this is for your own good. Take the damn pills. Mm-hmm. Also, just, I don't know what time frame this is. I don't know how Rebecca is able to come so quickly to the house, but you know, she does. Movie magic. Movie magic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca apologizes to Alice for leaving her alone. And she's like, I swear I'll never, I'll never leave you alone again. I'll never do this to you again. And then she notices that Alice is wearing Lucy's necklace. And then she's like, okay, that's kind of weird. But she leaves her at the bed and then she finds a script next to the bed. And she starts reading through the script and it is word for word what Alice has been telling her on the phone, which again is another movie goof because she's like oh my god like she's reading it like everything that she's been telling me is a lie it's all in the script but 10 minutes earlier we learned that she never ends up calling her right so it's kind of like what (laughs) like how would you know (sighs) it was just they really thought they did something Mm -mm. but i was like "Mm, okay whatever so she's like oh my god so then she realizes that alice has been creating this whole story in her head and that none of it is true again the story that she has no recollection that she shouldn't know about because Mm -hmm. Alice never ended up calling her. So then Rebecca ends up finding Alice's video camera um, on the staircase where David was, you know, was supposed to be where where he died, supposedly. Right. So she ends up watching the tape and the video camera and it ends up just being a video, video footage of herself. So of Rebecca and that Alice is recording it. And Alice is like, 
in the same style that David was recording Lucy and mm-hmm. being like, you're such an angel when you sleep. And it's the exact same words that he was saying to her. Ew. And then the movie ends. <laughs> and, um, yep, that is, um, the last notes that I have are what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, was there any redeeming qualities of that movie just the fact that Brittany, Brittany Murphy, Murphy was, was in, in it. it that she looked beautiful doing it yeah if she was not in that movie I would have never heard of that uh-uh. nothing <laughs> I was so like damn this is I yep and we can only blame Simon Monjack fucking Simon you've you've taken enough from us mm-hmm. now you've taken wow an hour and 25 minutes of my time right I will never forgive him for that right anyway that was the, this was the Brittany Murphy episode, y'all. Oh my gosh. Well, a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so how I want to end things, I think that we both have expressed our love for Brittany Murphy mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode. Yeah. And our love for Clueless. So I thought that it would be fun. Oh. Girl, we are taking a quiz to find out which <laughs> Clueless character we are. Okay. So I'm ready. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay, let's get into it. The moment we've all been waiting for. Well, first of all, without taking a quiz, which character do you think you are? Oh, no. I would love to believe I am Cher, but me too. I don't think I, I'm probably Ty. <laughs> I don't, I think I'm Amber. <laughs> oh. No, I think you're Amber. What the fuck? <laughs> she Rude. loves it when balls fly at her face. I don't. I'm pissed. <laughs> There goes your social life. Also a clueless quote. No. Okay, go Just ahead. In case people were unaware. Okay, so we're going to take it. Which clueless character are you? Love that. So first things first, number one question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're both going to take this one. Okay. We'll find out which character we are. Okay. When you hang out with your BFF, what do you normally do? You go shopping. Duh. Just talk about cool stuff. Chill in the backyard. Smoke some crack. <laughs> That's an option. Yes, it is. How insensitive. Okay, truly. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Try new hairstyles out or go to the movies. There's a lot of options yeah, here. Yeah, you got. I'm going to say, what was the chill? Just talk about cool stuff and chill in the backyard. Yeah, that one. Okay. That's what we do, I guess. Um, I would say go to the movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your hookups? What's your hookup style? <laughs> Non-existent. Jesus. You're a reformed slut. (laughs) You move around from guy to guy. You're doing it with someone else's boyfriend. Stupid bitch will never find out. (laughs) You're a one lover kind of person. You don't get too crazy. Or you don't like to put sexuality into a box. We're all just humans and whatever goes, goes. Um, the second to last yes, one. Yes, we know. Oh my god! I'm just saying. No, we know. You've been in a relationship for the past fucking years, like almost five years. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm a lot of these options, but I think I'm gonna go with the. You don't like to put sexuality. Yeah, I was box. gonna say we're all just humans, or whatever goes goes. We know. Girl, whatever goes goes. Okay, your favorite book is Naked by <sighs> David Sedaris. You say it's uh, Wuthering Heights, but really, it's the Elizabeth Taylor biography. (laughs) The Metamorphosis by Kafka. You don't really read. Or Twilight. (laughs) Twilight. Girl, we know. Um, I actually 
don't know the answer to this one, but I have read Naked by David Sedaris. It's not my favorite book, but I'm going to go with that option because I have actually read it. Okay. I mean, I've also read Wuthering Heights and Twilight. Okay. He's a reader. Okay. I don't need you to drag me right now. So on the weekend, you can be found jeeping. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Volunteering, helping around the house, or watching a documentary at the local Endy's Cinema. (laughs) Doing a fun project. Rolling with your homies. That's an option? Yes, it is. Or checking out the Kubrick exhibit at LACMA. Rolling with the homies. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with, you can find me at the Kubrick exhibit at LACMA because, bitch, we all know she a spooky girl. Okay. What's your feeling on marriage? Mm, People are surprised when you say you'd be down. Yes, weddings are so much fun. You prefer a non-committal situation. You don't really do relationships. Mm. You'll eventually find someone to be in a long-term relationship with, but marriage isn't necessary. You're just cool like that. Oh. Or not until gay marriage is legal everywhere. Don't give a fuck. What was the first one? <laughs> People are surprised when you say you'd be down. I think that one. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you'd go with, yes, weddings are so much fun. Mm. The first one. Okay. Because I've gotten you? Really? Like, a few times. Oh, they clearly have not talked to you for more than five minutes. Right. I agree. Um, I'm going to go with, I prefer a non-committal situation. We know. I don't do relationships. We, well, we yeah, are okay. aware. This, you know, the hostility really coming out today. <laughs> what is your greatest strength? Your sense of stylistic confidence? Your willingness to give to others? Your ability to find humor in all things? You cheap. <laughs> or you're able to see beauty where others can't. Mm. What was the second one? Your willingness to give to others. The third one? Your ability to find humor in all things. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I would say that you're able to see beauty where others can't. You think so? No. Um, I, th- I say you give. You're a pretty good person. That was my free. Yeah, we'll go with that one. I'm going to go with... I find humor in all things. Yeah. Because like, I'm not a serious person. Okay. Your idea of a party is some wine coolers and a backseat. <laughs> An 18th century style Parisian salon in which you discuss Voltaire and Next. drink fine coffee. That sounds hella fun. <laughs> some type of fancy event, perfume launch perhaps on a hotel rooftop. Ooh, yes. That sounds cute. A house party. Yes. Or you and your friends throw a get together in some cool warehouse. The second to last one. What was that one? A the- house party. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll probably go with a house party too. Yeah. I mean, I love that 18th century one. Like that sounds so cute. Then we all dress up. Mm-hmm. But no, a house party is worth that. Do a little coke in the bathroom, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kidding. Your mm. idol. Your idol is Cher Horowitz, Susan B. Anthony, Picasso, Coco Chanel, or Lindsay Lohan. Cher Horowitz. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with that too, TBH. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lindsay Lohan though? No. Yeah. Cher Horowitz. Your social media of choice is Facebook. <laughs> we already know that's not true. Vine. Oh, this is a dated twist. RIP. So we'll change that to TikTok. Okay. So Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Instagram too. I love me some Instagram. Okay. You can't live without shoes. Sex, freedom of speech, TV, or a fine bottle of wine? 
I'm a, I'm gonna go with TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do love your TV. I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, I'm like, oh, I enjoy this. Um, I'm gonna go with freedom of speech, baby. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, fuck me. I hate these questions. I hate this fucking question. Changing the world. <laughs> okay. Probably dead in a landfill. That's an option. That sure is. You're at the top of your field in your profession. A magazine just profiled you. Just happy. Maybe married. Maybe traveling. Who knows? Or taking time off and finally doing that year abroad in Paris with your significant other. Just happy. Girl, I really want to put probably dead in a landfill, but, you know, we're not going to go there today. I don't, I don't know. Hopefully at the top of my profession. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, wishful thinking. In high school, you were a student body president and mm. well-liked, mm. an AV and or chess slash math slash science club geek. Nowhere to be found. <laughs> One of those weird artsy kids. Or you weren't the most popular kid, but you weren't unpopular. You got by with okay grades and had some fun. That was me. The last one. 100%. Okay, love that. Um, <laughs> I was very popular in high school, but there's no option for that. Good, because so. that's sad. Um, you peaked at 16 oh i didn't peak honey not you oh not you (laughs) um i was one of those weird artsy kids for sure that's okay that's cute how would you generally describe your lifestyle pilates ensures that you are always an adonis um you eat junk but get in enough exercise between physical activities like surfing or skateboarding Mm. you keep a vegan slash vegetarian lifestyle however you could afford to lose a few always you're practically dead yes or you eat well you work out you're in the picture of good health practically dead yeah i'm gonna go with that too girl i don't know how she's still kicking okay where do you shop oh i got triggered by one of these options the overpriced vintage store hot topic that's an option sure is (laughs) dior the gap or kmart Hot Topic. Yeah, I'm going to go with Hot Topic too because... We have to. <laughs> hot Topic. It always comes back, doesn't it? it um, honestly. Okay, this is the last question. Okay. What's your beverage of choice? I don't know how to say this. A Rui, a Rui Bo's tea? A Ruba tea? A Rui Bo's? Skip it. Something tea. tea. Mm-hmm. A Frappuccino, a high C, a Cappuccino, or Diet Coke? Out of all those options... I'm going to go with high C. Oh, shit. I'm going to go with Diet Coke. I love me some Diet Coke. Okay, are you ready to see who you got? Yeah. Well, very fitting for today's episode. No. You got Miss Ty. Oh, my God. You're flexible. Wow. You can adapt to situations easily. Wow. And you get along with lots of different types of people. Oh, my God. You have an artistic side that you don't always show to people. You're singing. (laughs) Just kidding. You show that to everyone. Like Brittany Murphy. It's truly. (laughs) Tap into that you you don't always show to people. Tap into more. Oh, okay. You got it. There's more potential there than you might realize. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You might just end up a creative director of a skateboarding company. Bitch. Okay. What's so funny? I'm just... (laughs) What? Okay, now do you want to read who I got? Yeah. You already saw. <laughs> who is this? Oh, the... Bo- <laughs> <laughs> you got Christian. Oh, God. 
suave, educated, devilishly handsome. Real. Boy, you have got it going on. <laughs> Just be sure you don't break too many hearts along the way. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? There's a retake quiz option just in case. <laughs> no, I think we we got it. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Well, that was okay. That was truly magical. How are you feeling about your your um? Who I got? Who you got? I love it. I feel like she's been haunting me in a good way. Yeah, truly. These past three days. So here she is again, alive and well. <sighs> Same. Mm-hmm. Same with Christian. It's Pride Month, so you know. <laughs> yep. I think. That's pretty, uh, those apps are pretty dead on. I'm okay with it. Okay, work. Um, okay. Yeah, so that was another great episode of Nightmares of Chill. Honestly, I'm, I think this was one of my favorites. Same. Done. It was a lot of fun. I agree. As always, you can follow us everywhere at Nightmares, or did you have anything that you wanted to add? No, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, you can follow us everywhere at Nightmares and Chill on Instagram, Nightmares Chill on Twitter. You can uh, follow me personally everywhere at Disney Daddy. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer X Paroles and email us at nightmaresandchill at gmail.com if you have any inquiries. That's it. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh. Why the fuck was that? What, at the end of the movie, she, she, the script that she writes is called Deadline. Mm-hmm. Why? Spooky connections. Dumb as hell. They should have called it Rolling with the Homies. Oh, truly. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.